What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that the pictures of Jason Witten in his Las Vegas Raiders uniform did not totally disturb you. That's right, Monday evening brought with it some pictures, uh, pictures of you. That was a jam, man. That was a good song. I um, I forgot who sings it, um, but it was good. Uh, <laughs> but Monday evening brought with it some pictures of Jason Witten in his brand new Raiders uniform. Um, two pictures, to be precise. The first one was kind of a act like you're running around, you know, type photo. And the other um, was, how do I describe this? Um, so here's the thing. I was on the drumline in high school, um, but when you're on the drumline in high school, they make you sign this thing that says, for the rest of your life, every opportunity you ever have to remind somebody that you were on the drumline in high school, you have to remind them that you were on the drumline in high school. So here's my obligatory, I was on the drumline in high school reminder to you, my friend. Anyway, <laughs> the second photo of Jason Witten was, um, you know, when, when I was on the drumline in high school, uh, we had harnesses, right, that we would carry the drums on. And um, sometimes, you know, when we were relaxing or walking or chilling or whatever, we would let our hands rest, um, kind of like, like on the V, like where it met in the middle of your chest or whatever. And uh, that's how Jason Witten was posing in his second photo. It was kind of like, hey man, I was on the drumline in high school, played for the Dallas Cowboys forever. It's going to be weird watching me play in a Raiders uniform. Yeah, I know. Bo show. Um, but... Um, it also was not the most startling image, if I'm being honest. You know, it would be really strange, for example, to watch Jason Witten put on, um, like a Jaguars uniform. No, that's, a, that's a bad example. Like, like a Falcons uniform, right? Like something that was really different. But the Raiders uniform, from a, uh, like a print standpoint, like an archetype, is very similar to the Cowboys uniform. Even the fonts are pretty similar. And so it just looks like like an edit. You know what I mean? Like it looks like Microsoft Paint, like, you know, replace all the white with black uh, and the blue numbers with the silver numbers. You know, like it just looks like somebody just dumped color onto one other color. And that's the Las Vegas Raider, Jason Witten. But um, hey, that uh, that is what it is. This week, um, I do think is going to be the most similar to a training camp that we have felt. I don't think this week will be normal, but I think this week will feel somewhat normal. Like I said, we're starting to get photos. We're starting to get videos. Uh, saw the New York Giants put out some social stuff. Jason Garrett was seen. We have now seen Jason Garrett wearing a New York Giants polo. It happened. I know. Big deal. Um, and so, I mean, everybody's pressing on and, and we're trying to figure things out and, and whatnot, trying to move forward. And so uh, the last sort of thing that happened for the Dallas Cowboys was that Jameez Olawale opted out. That's three opt-outs so far for the Cowboys. Um, we do know that the deadline for opting out for players is Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And so um, it remains to be seen who else across the NFL or even within the Cowboys could or would opt out. Uh, obviously, anybody could. Uh, but, you know. We, uh, it's Tuesday, so we have a little bit over 48 hours uh, at the time of you listening to this, assuming you're listening on Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, well, the deadline passed. So, um, but, uh, but the Cowboys stand at three opt-outs. Uh, Jermaine Zolawala, the latest. I did see that Ezekiel Elliott tweeted at new Dallas Cowboys defensive tackle, Don Terry Poe, 
uh, and said, hey, I heard that you have had some experience at the fullback position. We know that Andy Reid used Don Terry Poe in a variety of ways while he was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. That would be cool. If uh, Mike McCarthy wants to use Don Terry Poe in that way, I would enjoy that personally myself. Uh, but speaking of Mike McCarthy, um, I want to talk about something that was pretty interesting. Um, lots of great football content on the web, on the old internet. And on Monday, uh, ESPN, the worldwide leader, four-letter network, ESPN.com had a great article from Matt Bowen that looked at different personnel groupings across the NFL and who ran them the most last year, who ran them the best, uh, looking at each and every personnel grouping. And this was fascinating for a lot of reasons, just I think from an overall NFL landscape, uh, but it has some, some Cowboys points that I find interesting. Now the Cowboys found themselves show up here uh, under the banner of 11 personnel. If you are unaware, 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. That's, that's the money package for the Cowboys, right? Because if you've got three wide receivers on the field, that means you have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, last year Randall Cobb, this year CeeDee Lamb, on the field, you want to be in 11 personnel all the time if you are the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys ran 11 personnel better than anybody else in the NFL last year. That's right, the Dallas Cowboys were the best team in the NFL at running 11 personnel. As Matt Bowen writes, in 2019, the Dallas Cowboys ran 713 snaps out of 11 personnel and averaged 7.16 yards per play while registering a league-best successful play rate of 50, that's 50.4%. Quarterback Dak Prescott averaged 8.47 yards per attempt with a league-leading 23 touchdown passes. Thank you, Bear, for uh, shaking uh, in the background. Um, and uh, also, uh, last note here, running back Ezekiel Elliott's 823 yards rushing led all backs on 11 personnel carries. Again, this is where the Cowboys need to live. They need to live and operate in 11 personnel. We all know that, we all agree with that, etc. What I found particularly fascinating about this, uh, and it's a very, 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 very small thing, because you know this wasn't new information, right? We all knew the Cowboys were really successful out of 11 personnel. That's why we're also excited about the drafting of CeeDee Lamb. But while the Dallas Cowboys ran 11 personnel the most successfully across all NFL teams last season, they did not run it the most, all right? Who do you think ran the most plays out of 11 personnel across the NFL last season. I'm gonna give you a second to guess. I'm gonna buy you some time. I'm gonna do some, some toe tapping, some dancing, so that you can give me a guess. Think, 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 think. I bet your guess is the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, that makes sense. Well, you would be wrong. How embarrassing for you. Uh, the team that ran 11 personnel the most across the NFL last season was in fact the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right, Cincinnati Bengals, we're a really bad football team in 2019. Had the number one overall pick, took Joe Burrow. We know all that. But you know who else the Cincinnati Bengals had on their squad? That's right, Andy Dalton. Now look, I'm not trying to make a gigantic leap here, all right? 11 personnel, very popular across the NFL, has been for a long time. It's not like we're talking about some secret language that only Andy Dalton knows. However, I think that's worth mentioning. It's, it's interesting that Andy Dalton would be connected uh, to having so much familiarity in 11 personnel that would seemingly, I think, be a bit of a plus in evaluating how he could fit within the Cowboys who figured to run a lot out of 11 personnel. This is not me saying that I think that Andy Dalton is any threat to Dak Prescott, uh, but it's interesting nonetheless. 
by the way, uh, on the subject of, uh, you know, the hot topic quarterback position when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, I was a guest on the latest episode of the Jersey Boys podcast. We got into Dak and stuff. Really fun. I retweeted the link. It's on my Twitter if you want to go check it out. Uh, awesome conversation. Those dudes are, uh, are really great. But the other point here, and this, is, um, this ties back to Mike McCarthy for me, is the discussion in this particular article. And if you haven't read it, again, ESPN.com. We also wrote about it at blogontheboys.com. Um, but the discussion about 21 personnel. Now, 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end, only two wide receivers. Nah, I need to do wide receivers now. I, I know, I know. But the team that ran it the most last season, the San Francisco 49ers. All right, now the team that ran it the best last season, also the San Francisco 49ers. Why is that relevant? Why are you telling me this, RJ? What does this mean? i tell you what it means. The last time we really heard Mike McCarthy speak outside of that video that was a minute and 29 seconds long, right, was in the Cowboys' introduction of him as their head coach, press conference, right? That was a weird sentence. <laughs> in the press conference that the Cowboys had that introduced him as their head coach. Hey, words. Anyway, um, and in that press conference specifically, Mike McCarthy was asked, who did he enjoy watching a lot last year? Because we all know Mike McCarthy didn't coach, et cetera, the McCarthy Project, Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, I know, we've heard it all. He said that he watched a lot of Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, again, stay in 11 personnel. We want to see the three receivers together. We want, let me just keep it that simple. However, there are benefits to 21 personnel. There's a lot of play action in, in 21 personnel. If you can tell me that in some way, shape, or form, which would obviously be 21 personnel, you can get both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard on the field at the same time I am intrigued. I am intrigued. But the matter ultimately becomes, who would you rather be on the field, CeeDee Lamb or Tony Pollard? Right? Like, that's, that's what this kind of ultimately boils down to. Who, who would you rather be on the field? I think the answer is CeeDee Lamb. Uh, but if the Cowboys do want to operate some out of 21 personnel, um, I think that would be interesting. I would like to see that, is all I'm saying. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see... Um, how that ultimately goes in 2020. I thought that was fascinating. Um, but um, other than that, uh, Pro Football Focus has been doing uh, different ratings and uh, rankings and stuff. Uh, for the last couple of weeks now, they've been ranking like the best receiver groups in the NFL, etc. And on Monday, they ranked the top 25 offensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, this is a good way to do a ranking like this. Instead of doing like the top 25 offensive linemen, whatever, I like breaking it down by positions like this. We've said many times there should be right and left tackle specific discussions all the time because they're different things and have different roles, different responsibilities. Uh, but looking at this, um, again, this is Pro Football Focus's ranking of the top 25 tackles in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys, two tackles, both made the top 20. So they obviously made the top 25. Um, number seven, Tyron Smith. And number 19, Lyle Collins. Now, the New Orleans Saints, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Indianapolis Colts all had both of their tackles higher than Lyle, so uh, aggregate score was better than, than the Cowboys, but um, I st I, 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 it's really, really, really hard to be underrated while being a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And even though I say it's hard, um, Lyle Collins has done it, Byron Jones did it, and interestingly enough, Dak Prescott has done it. So while it's really hard, it does happen more than you would think. But Lyle Collins, man, 
Put some respect on his name. Lyle Collins is the bomb. All right, he's one of the best tackles in the NFL. Um, I don't know where he would be for me, uh, but I don't think it would be 19th. I think it would be higher, just off the top of my head. And I know that's really vague, um, but put some respect on Lyle Collins' name. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, we do have a fun week of programming headed your way here on the Blog and the Voice podcast feed. Uh, we've gotten some great, uh, some great feedback from from the bosses, from from the uh, the important folks, and uh, for that I want to say thank you. Uh, obviously, uh, we work very hard here at, at BTB and on the Blog and the Voice podcast network and on the site uh, to make things as great as we can for you. We did roll out a new uh, commenting function on Monday uh, called Coral. So if you are passionate about commenting on blogontheboys.com or any SB Nation community. Um, I've seen Coral in use and I, I think it has potential. So let, let's just, let's give it time. We'll, uh, we'll kind of process change together. Uh, but I'm very excited about what we are going to offer you this season here on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Again, I know I talk about this all the time, but in one podcast feed, the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, all you gotta do is subscribe to one place. We're available on all major podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, search Blog of the Boys, hit subscribe, you get access to all these shows, all right? Every morning you get this show, The Ocho. We give you the latest headlines, kind of just, you know, the, the, the main nuggets, what's going on in the world of the Cowboys so that you know so you can be the smartest person around your group of people. Uh, also, later in the day, every single day, you get a beefier show. On Mondays and Fridays, you get Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. Today, Tuesday, you get the 750 with two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas and myself. Think about that. We offer you a two-time Super Bowl champion here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. On Wednesdays, you get Talking the Star, Connor Livesey, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson. Thursdays, you get Ari Temkin, who is on 105.3 The Fans, pre- and post-game show for the Dallas Cowboys, the home of the Dallas Cowboys, and Roy White on Broadcasting the Boys. Seriously. It's, uh, it's a prize pack that you can have right at your disposal, and uh, we hope that you take advantage of that. We hope that we're part of your Cowboys experience this season. Subscribe if you can. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things are very, very, very much appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I am at RGOCHO. You can also shoot me an email, rg.ochoa at SBNation.com, and you can do me a favor. You're going to have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends, as always. Go Cowboys and peace out.